When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tatter. Today I'm joined by James Sharp and we're again doing the podcast on Facebook Live, dissecting Leicester City's draw at Stoke City at the weekend. Before we start, uh, get the formalities out of the way. Free beer, if anybody's interested, go to beer52.com, use the tagline Leicester to register and enjoy eight beers from around the world. And all you've got to do is pay for the postage and packing. So head over to beer 52 for your free beer. Now, James, Leicester yep. City's draw, another 2-2 draw, third yes, year, no, consecutive yeah. year. It's been an entertaining 2-2 uh, draw. But this time, rather than City clawing back from a, an impossible situation mm. to salvage that draw, it felt like there was two points left in the freezing cold conditions of uh, the Bet365 stadium. Yeah, I think so. I think so. they did. Having said that, they did enough to win the game, created so many chances, so attacking. But they also did enough and we'll, we'll come to the we'll pick the bones out a bit a bit later on. They also did enough to lose the game. I think Casper Schmeichel was called upon quite a few times at the end to save the day. Overall, because of the little errors here and there, probably a fair point. But with the amount of chances they created and the amount of attacking flair that they had, they probably probably, probably put have, should have put the game to bed earlier than well they should have put it together after the first goal well Claude Puel said pretty much the same thing yeah. after the game that he felt you know it was a strange one to normally a point away from home you accept that but on the balance of the chances they create especially when they'd gone one up he felt like they'd thrown a, a, mm. a, a victory away uh, sort of late on but it's been interesting hasn't it these first two games under the, yeah. the reign of Claude Puel it wasn't what we were expecting <laughs> we, we no, were expecting the uh, well certainly we were told as well by the, the, the standard of football or the style of football they played at Southampton under Puel, it was a lot more defensive-minded, a lot more negative. There wasn't as much flair as we've seen from City in the last two uh, last two games. So it's really come as a, a welcome surprise in many ways. Really? That we've seen Leicester City so positive, uh, with full of so much attacking intent. I mean, obviously there's going to still be a few issues, and we'll get to the yeah. defending in a, in, a, in a bit. Uh, so there will be some bumps on the road as as we go along with this new direction under Puel. But it's promising signs all the same. Yeah, I mean. Part of me is also wondering if, if this if we've got the right bloke. If this is the bloke that was at Southampton sending them all to sleep all the time. So I spoke to a few Southampton fans on social media before <coughs> before he came, and they were saying, "Well, he's great if you like to see the ball pass sideways for ninety minutes." We've seen none of that at all. It's just gung ho, all out attack. It's I, it's more attacking definitely than under Shakespeare, and certainly more than the the final days of Ranieri. I mean, at times. We'll touch on him in a minute, but Danny Simpson was almost playing as a winger at times. He, he was further forward on the pitch than, DeMar- than um, the Riyad Mahrez. He was in danger of getting caught offside a couple it, of times. He was, it? and I mean, usually we made the joke previously that he, he gets nosebleeds anywhere near the halfway line, but he was bombing forward. Um, it, of all the players, I think they're about to ch- or will about to change their game with Puel getting here. Simpson, non- more so than anyone else. I mean, he's the one that's that's had to shape his game more to, to Puel's vision which is a fantastic vision because it's 
wonderful, exciting attacking football, and that's what we've lacked over the last couple of years. And I think the first 25 minutes or so demonstrated why Puel is wanting to change Leicester City's identity a little bit, because the way Stoke City set up at home against mm. Leicester showed City a lot of respects defending so deep. They didn't just allow City to have the ball in their own yeah. half, they allowed them to have it without pressure in the middle third of the field as well with the Bora and the Diddy getting on the ball and, and the times the passing was a bit slow, a bit laborious and it was when Puel said, and he said this after the game, he told them to get the ball forward quicker, to play forwards, to play through Stoke and they started to do that and that's when they started to get a bit of joy but to the first 25 minutes away, I mean I know it's negative from yeah. your own fans and it risks the wrath of your, your own fans but I thought Hughes was quite clever to do that, deny them space. Yeah but I mean this is the thing isn't it, I mean, even, at, even towards the back end of the title winning season, teams had stopped Leicester trying to play their usual counter-attacking, coming on to Leicester and Leicester hitting them on the counter. Teams tried to work out that if you don't give Leicester any space, they, they do struggle. But in that season, everything was going for them. They had that momentum. They'd win so many games 1-0 because they'd just nick goals here and there. But over the last couple of seasons, we've found that teams do essentially work Leicester out. They, 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 they don't allow them any space. Vardy can't run in behind. And if you choke that out of them, Leicester find it difficult to find ways through. And so I think this is where Puel has, no, has said, well, he said it in his pr- in, before his first game, that he wants Leicester to find more than one way to win a game. Not only the counter-attacking football, but also having more control of the game and being able to, to play through teams. And I think this is probably where the emergence of, of a borer has helped, because he's the one that does set that tempo and can find that pass. Well, I think it's noticeable that you know when you've got a side like that who sit deep, uh, invite you onto them, then, then it is important for your fullbacks mm. to get forward. And Danny Simpson, we saw that. Certainly, we used to Christian Fuchs getting forward a lot, but that does leave a lot of space in behind, doesn't it? It does leave you vulnerable to the counter attack. And Casper pulled off one of yeah. like, three very good saves to keep uh, City in the game in the first half. But uh, it looked like the way it was going, set plays were going to be important, and so it proved as well with that first goal and a first goal for City for Vicente Bora. And you, you particularly like the celebration because it uh, reminded you of one of your <laughs> City all-time greats. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you shave his head and, and give him an Argentinian accent, there are, there are parallels there between him and Esteban. But mainly because, not because I, I love both of them, but because Leicester have, have lacked that. They had it with Drinkwater and they had it with Cambiasso, that player who can control games and who can play games at their pace can pick passes, can control, can calm, can conduct. A bit like a, a bit like a quarterback, isn't he? Really, in in American football, sets that tempo. And Leicester have, have lacked that, and now they've they've got a man who can do that. And yeah, he deserves he can to do more as well because he's you know his physical presence in both boxes. He's massive, isn't he? He's, he's, six he's foot three, be important huge. for them. Not just in the fact he scored the goal and he could have had a hat trick in a space of about <laughs> yeah. fifteen minutes with some of the chances that fell his way. The free header, I particularly think he would have been disappointed yeah. with. Um, but also defensively, and we'll come on to this in a bit later yeah. when we talk about Stokes' uh, second equaliser, uh, we noticed very early on he was the man that was in charge of that near post area on corners, and nine times out of ten he was clearing them because he's a big presence. He's huge, clear. about six foot three. <laughs> yeah, so. He, but yeah, he's the one who also accepts players and also noticed that he's very aware of being able to drop into defence when needed. I remember that, that game against Liverpool where Maguire brought the ball out, they got caught up the field. Liverpool broke and they scored on the counter. I've noticed already that if someone steps out of defence 
Ebora is immediately dropping into the gap and he's aware of the spaces a lot. Well, that's so, Pearl's change because I spoke to Danny Simpson after the game and you can read his thoughts on the uh, on the Mercury website in the next 24 hours. Club, uh, yeah, get back to the Mercury website. Uh, and he said the idea is now for Pearl to push, to tell him to push forward, get involved, be a, an outlet for them. And the idea is instead of him sitting in and being Ray Admari's secu- uh, security blanket, so to speak, Ebora and Nididi now have to cover for Simpson yeah. and Fuchs and it's their job to drop in at, at fullback. So that's what the way Paul was setting them up now. And these, these subtle changes, they are they are evolving City. Into I'm surprised by how much he's... I'm surprised by how quickly he's managed to get those changes through. Mm. I mean, they're, they're, they're subtle changes, but they are big ones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so inevitably, when a new manager comes in, you know, there's going to be uh, winners and losers in terms of uh, players in the squad. And one of the big winners has been Damari Gray. Mm. Gareth Southgate was watching on from the B- Bet365 stadium stand, yep. watching uh, uh, young Gray. And there's some sort of speculation about possible England call-up in the future. Uh, I personally think it's a little bit early for that. I mean, that play. always happens when a, a young English player has a couple of really good games goes on an 85-yard run and, and, and helps set up a goal. They come after one game. Exactly, yeah. Then they're always... Mm. I mean, the, the national hacks start to get a bit excited and start thinking, mm. well, what's going to happen here? But you look at the, at the squad he's just named. I know he's naming like, young players. You've got Ruben Loftus-Cheek in there. You wouldn't say Gray's any, any, any worse than him. I mean, as long as Gray can nail down his position, which it looks like he can do well... The important thing is the consistency because that's always been the issue with Gray is he can do it in flashes, in bits and pieces here and there. Really good match of the day player because the highlights really is great at, but it's what he does all the way through the game. And that, the first two games under Puel, he's shown a much better consistency. If he, if he can keep that up, there's no reason why he can't. But as you say, it's probably early days. Well, his performance at Stoke, I thought, was even more mature than the Everton one. It wasn't eye-catching like the Everton mm. performance, but he was a lot more... Um, well, he was better in possession. You know, used the ball well. He didn't just try and do his, his trick and take people on with his pace. And that he utilised mm. space around him as well. And I thought that no, was encouraging. But I want to see him do that over six, seven, eight. That's games. the point, isn't it? And then, then we can start talking about you know international recognition. Uh, so, but another uh, player that's come to the fore a little bit more under Puel, Riyad Mahrez. Now we were talking about one enigma. He yeah. had become, you know, you see flashes of that brilliance that we saw so consistently in the title-winning season. But then, you know, we'd lo- lose him, we'd disappear for a while. But uh, I don't know if it's that French connection now, the French connection between Puel and Mares that seems to be a little bit more like vintage Mares, especially that second goal. I think so. I mean, <coughs> players always want to be players want to be loved and controlled, don't they? And I think Puel's straight away made it made it clear that he wants Mares to be a key figure. He's he's given him the freedom in that central role. Yes, he had to move him wide for to to make up for the injury for Chilwell and bring Okazaki in. But he's clearly made he's made it clear to Riyad that he's a key player for him and he wants him to be to thrive. I think the French thing isn't just a trivial matter. I think it is important because Poil goes on about all these details all the time. If you can speak Riyad's native language. Riyadh's fluent in English, but if you want to get the real the nitty gritty of the tactical stuff and tell you how, what he wants him to do, how he's feeling about things, if he can do that in his own language, then you're going to get your point across better, more clearly, and you can encourage him more in his own language. I think it, I think it, it's a good thing. Well, he's talked about seducing him. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and French is the language of love, <laughs> so perhaps he can uh, convince Mares that he's loved at Leicester City and uh, well, he, stop seeking. 
moves away, so he's not going to be uh, travelling around airports in Europe during the January transfer window <laughs> exactly, deadline yeah. day. So, yeah, but like like you said, with all the attacking flair that they've got, and they have got that now, and this the new kind of gung ho approach, as you said, it does leave. There are things that need to be worked on. It's not going to work straight away, and we we noticed that with Leicester being hit on the counter attack a few times, and being caught out their first goal, especially with. Simpson playing him on side, Maguire stepping out, Fuchs stepping out. There's stuff to work on, isn't there, as well as this? Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, we've done all the positives about the attacking football yeah. and certain individuals who are really starting to flourish under Puel, but there was a few negatives as well. They got a clean sheet against Everson, but against Stoke, uh, they were carved open a little bit, and there's a few concerns there. I mean, Harry Maguire's made a fantastic mm. start to his Leicester City career, but there are areas, that, that there are times when you, know, you do realise that, yes, he's still got things to learn and he still needs somebody to, to help him in that regard. I mean I thought and I put it in the um my verdict that, you know, he got too he was guilty of getting too tight to Depotre at Huddersfield mm. and they can they conceded there. Uh, this time I think he got caught in no man's land. You you either go with the, the striker and get tight to him or you stay in and, and, and cover the space. And he sort of just went half and half, didn't he? He got caught out, left that space in behind him. Fuchs had been drawn out to cover the wing back, leaving a big space for Shakiri to, to race into mm. completely unopposed. Nobody tracking him from midfield either. Uh, and he, he was operating in that little area, wasn't he, between the back four yeah. and Ebora and the Diddy. And uh, a, a clinical finish from a, a top international player. So there are areas that uh, they certainly need to, to, to work on there. Um, what about the, the second goal, Peter Crouch? Yeah, I mean... Looking at the, the TV screens afterwards, Maguire and Fuchs basically arguing amongst each other as to who who should have picked him up. And to be honest, it was probably it was both because originally it was Maguire that had him, and then he Maguire let him go. Then he moved to Fuchs. Fuchs let him go. And if you, I mean, Peter Crouch is hard to mark at the best of times. But if you if you switch off for a second, I think Crouch is unbelievably is unbelievably underrated. He's a phenomenal. Presence in the box, um, so that was disappointing as well. On Maguire, I think it was a great header, though. Wasn't it, it was a fantastic header. header. Yeah, there, was, there was, wasn't much of a target to aim at, and he hit it. I think with Maguire, he's he's an excellent prospect, and his ability on the ball is something we haven't seen at, the, at this club since I don't know since probably Matt Elliott was playing, and that's a huge part of his game and something that should be encouraged. And it's essentially the reason why Gareth Southgate's picked him because he wants defenders who can bring the ball out. He's already said that Chris Smalling can't do that, mm. and so that's why he's not been picked. So, Maguire's ability on the ball and calmness and composure is one of his key attributes. But what he also needs to remember is defending's his main job. And I think, like you say, it, that will come with experience when he steps out, when he doesn't step out, knowing what's around him under under a new system. That will that will come with time, I think. Oh, absolutely, and as and Poole's got plenty of time to, to yeah. work with him as well. Uh, so that'll be certainly areas they'll be uh, addressing. Set pieces, we always know that that's City a bit vulnerable there. But had a ball been on the pitch, we'd, we'd, well, we'd, they, the might thing, not, yeah. they might not have conceded that second It was goal. another ne uh, negative, the injury to a ball, limping off an ankle injury. I saw him getting on the, the coach and he had his ankles heavily strapped. He was limping a little bit, but Puel said afterwards he th didn't think it was too serious. Perhaps with a couple of weeks rest during this international break, he'll be right for Man City because we certainly need him. Against Man City, don't they? But uh, no, that, yeah, you're right. He, covering that near post area, uh, six foot three presence. Would it even have reached Peter? Crouch, well, you'd, yeah, you'd mentioned it earlier <laughs> on, didn't you? That he, he was he was the one that was on the front post, and a couple of times, even that in in the game, the ball had come into the, to the near post, and it'd been a ball that headed it away. Yeah, just and on the corner of the six yard box, yeah. around that area there, that that was his. That was obviously his brief. 
uh, to be that physical presence there. Anything short and it's cleared. Um, but unfortunately, with him off the pitch, it just skimmed Andy King's yeah, head. Yeah, well, Aurora's six foot three, King's six foot, mm. and the ball skimmed King's head by about two and a half inches. So if a ball had been on the pitch, then it may well have been cleared. Um, but Abora, though, as we've mentioned, attacking wise, the influence he's got now and the ability to to set the tempo. When he went off the pitch, it felt that Leicester lost a little bit of control in that area. Yeah, well, we certainly need to get Man City aside. They've only dropped two points this season. They look fantastic. How, how do you think that's going to work? Because Leicester can't be that open against Man City. Oh, they, no, they can't, they'll change that, again. If they're, that, if they're that open against Man City, they'll just get carved open. And Well, it'll be a different because Man City won't come and sit that deep as Stoke did on their own territory. Man City will come out and take the game. And man, I think it looks like Guardiola, the, the way he's set this City side up, is if to go out and blow teams away in the first half. Uh, get three or four on the board and then because I, I think he realises that they're not going to be able to keep cliches they still do concede goals and we saw against Arsenal but they've got so much attacking intense City will not be able to play that, that way uh, against Man City Do so you think Puel will change it? I think he will change it yeah I think um, I, say, I think he will certainly set them up a little bit more defensively and it will be more of a counter-attacking style that we're used to uh, rather than uh, Dominic because he wants team, uh, City to control games well you don't control games against the likes of Man City so I think it'd be a reversion back to the um, counter-attacking style but that's still two weeks ago we've got too long to wait for this I'm, I'm had, I've had enough of these international breaks now too long to wait for the next game because I can't wait because this, this, this really does feel like it's, it's quite an exciting um, time now Leicester City with the way they're going to approach these games it's going to be you know, quite attacking yeah because I mean after Morris' second goal we, we heard chance of Claude Puel's blue and white army in in the stands which shows that for all the the, the sense of underwhelmingness and apathy towards oh is this is this bloke going to come in and make us be boring that he's done exactly the opposite he's made them well, in fact at some points against Stoke it, it was almost as though they a flagrant disregard for defending both teams yes exactly so, that, so he's got he's very quickly got the, the fans on side, especially the travelling fans who are who are the hardcore fans that go away, he's got them on side already, which he's done quicker than I would have expected. Hmm. So that's a good thing. And of course, we've Abora comes from sunny Spain uh, to live on Saffron Lane. Lane. Yeah, that's that a chance as well. So we get some a new chance, chance as well. Yeah. So uh, so check back with the Mercury website and our Facebook page for all the stories coming out of uh, the reaction to the draw at Stoke City and we'll be looking ahead of the internationals as well and then eventually get round to Man City so check back on the Mercury website and our Facebook page don't forget to go to uh, uh, beer52.com beer52 I've said that so many times I can't believe I just forgot that beer52.com and uh, register for your free beer and join us again next time thank you